It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 536. Special guests on the show. Anna McKenzie and Caitlin Judd, also known as Kate Judd. Yes, Kate Judd. <laughs> no relation we to We rehearsed Judd. this earlier. Yeah, no, no relation to Beck or... To be determined. Mr. Mm-hmm. Chris. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you uh, have Lady Brains and Ladyland, Ladyland being the podcast. We do. Lady Brains being the business. We were just having a conversation before and we wanted About to it. save it for. It's like <laughs> there is... Uh, what is the difference? I mean, one is a podcast, but it's... Yeah, great question. Um, Thanks. If anything we heard, heard this morning uh, on radio, um, someone asked a great question. What some They determined as a great question, but it's just time to uh, search Build for the time. answer. Oh, it's it's time to tell the truth. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, so Lady Brains is the business. Mm-hmm. So we're a club for entrepreneurial women in Melbourne, Sydney, New York. Ladyland is the podcast arm of the business and really we have created a bit of a monster we probably should have called the podcast lady brains but the reason we didn't simply because was because there was already a show in america that was like three texan women mm-hmm. chatting about nothing mm-hmm. um called the lady brains podcast sure i think that's a good like it's good to make sh- make sure that you are the only one like you see podcasts that come out and there's already one that exists. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what are you yeah. doing? Hard yeah. to do now. It is hard. They, yeah. Well, there is Absolutely. now another Ladyland. Yeah, that's which... the clincher. So we went out with Ladyland and then someone came out with a Ladyland podcast. And so how, how much have you looked into exactly <laughs> what address they're living at? Well, yeah. they're, oh, well funny, they're, or, they're also in Texas. So really? I don't know what that's is about. That oh, what's going on over there? Would the next door app tell you that? Uh, yeah. has the... Next door. Could look into it. Yeah, yeah. we should. And we so should. you... um. You've you've done a bunch of interviews recently in New York. Was that a mm. planned trip where you were just going there or to purely create content? Business write off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, not quite. I um, had a wedding to attend, and That's then it. we somehow turned it into a bit of a little cheeky business trip. Yeah, um, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. So joined. she had a wedding to attend, and then I decided, oh, I'll quit my job. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> right, quit my job, and then we went to New York for a month, and we landed a few awesome interviews, mm. like CJ Hendry, mm. who was amazing, mm. so good. Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of gallivanted around, mm. went out to the Hamptons, went upstate, recorded a whole bunch of content, yeah. um, met a whole bunch of people and then came home, which was awesome. There's nothing more liberating than quitting <laughs> your job and then going on mm-hmm. this sort of unique experience and feeling like it's a new life. And then yeah. the step back into reality. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's, I think it's just even just Too stepping positive. back into your <laughs> your normal life or what you call life back home. Yeah. Um, leaving your job. Where were you before? I was at Mecca. Okay. Yeah. And so the venture, you know, going into any venture, business partners, mm. um, how, what was that relationship? Was it a friendship or was it a business, purely sort of business first and then you became besties? Yeah, so um, Anna and I, we went to school together. So we've known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, what, we're 12? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it started out as a, as a friendship and, um, and you know, we've had a really strong friendship over the years. Um, we obviously went our separate ways to, you know, go and pursue other interests and work in different places um, and then came back together and we always wanted to start a business mm. together. Like that was just kind of the dream, you know, and it, it never kind of worked uh, up until, we, up until, thre- well. We had many we ideas. Had ideas. Many failed business <laughs> ideas. Like I think the funniest one that I always like refer back to is we were 21 and we were actually sitting at a restaurant in Victoria Street and we were like, oh, my God. 
there's a gap in the market for a divorcee dating app. Like <laughs> a, divor- a divorcee dating website. So oh, yeah. it, was be- yeah. it was like it was the dating but also like where can you find like a babysitter if you have kids? Mm. Where can you – like it was a whole resource hub for divorcees, right? We're 20 yeah. – we weren't even probably even 21 years old. <laughs> we've got, I think we should check. We've still got the domain name, nevertoolate.com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or, sec- or second round offer as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I pay GoDaddy so much money. Well, this is what the about thing I've got kids.com. So got you kids. just know oh, yeah. that you've yeah. got kids well, if you're dating. Great. Love like, that. Yeah. Check if that's around. GoDaddy yeah. is probably the best I've provider. Kids.com. Yeah. I've got kids.com. So it's like the awkward conversation as a single person. Not that yeah. I'm, I'm pointing to myself. I'm not single. I <laughs> single have person kids. with kids. Yeah. I could imagine <laughs> the anxieties yeah. around I've got kids and I want to yeah. date. And so how do you – like dating a 22-year-old on Tinder, mm-hmm. it's like do they want – to be dating someone who has kids? I don't know. So it's just leading with it. You bring your kids. It could be you double dates. Double I, don't know, I don't know. I thought it was. Fam- yeah. Family vacay. Listen, listen. Probably need yeah, a workshop. Nice. This will be in the list would, of businesses that yeah. didn't work. That was one of the ones that, <laughs> that did, definitely one. did not work. Yeah, the and other so one. so how did you know that it didn't work? Uh, well. Oh, I mean, it could. It, it's well, still to good. be fair, we well we weren't we didn't really understand the target customer because mm-hmm. we were twenty one and single at the time. We purchased the domain name. I think we did a bit of research and then we gave up and went on to the next one. Yeah, great. Um, so the next one was like a bike sharing app, mm. like oh, cool. um, which has been really successful in yeah. Melbourne. Well, Tommy oh, did yeah. the O bike fishing video that went viral yeah. where it was he I think fished I'm, them out of fished the, them out uh, of the, Yarra? the Yarra. I think I'm responsible for yeah. their demise in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's something he hangs his hat on. Yeah. And Taking he loves down getting business. Like, was it Lime Scooters? You would sliding into their DMs. Oh, yeah. he, anytime there's sort of a share type thing, he's like, hey, I'm the, the O-Bike guy. Yeah. I'm sort of available. But sharing your bike <laughs> but sharing your, sharing your bike is like you're not using it. Who else can use Correct. this thing? Yes. That's great. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you I go need anyway? that. But Do I feel like I've got a bike that uh, would be – I'm not in a position – I don't want to sell the bike. You want to rent it out. Yeah. And so that would be that would be useful. Mm, side note: I mm-hmm. uh, read an article about a really interesting business that has just come to Australia, which like has raised lots of money in the US. Right. Airbnb for pools. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Borrow somebody's pool for the day. Yeah. Borrow, yep, you pay a daily rate, and right. it depends on how like whether it's a mansion type pool mm. or just a normal pool, right. and you can sh- pool share. Oh, that's great! Is I that mean, a good if idea? you can, uh, if you can afford a pool. I don't then know. I, if do you need to? Do you, do you want to rent it? Out? Yeah, but I guess yeah. like Mate, there's a lot of bogans stretching themselves yeah, to get exactly. a pool. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah to live the lifestyle. Maybe uh-huh. you need to rent it out a few days. Are you a bogan yeah. who just got a pool? <laughs> yeah. Have you pushed your debt way up? You <laughs> need to pay it back. Yeah, but it's even like when you because I had a pool when I was a kid, and it was almost yeah, you're like a yeah, definitely a bogan. <laughs> but you already had your friends asking, and you yeah. Know, people, I remember people would rock up. Totally. And they'd be like, oh, hey, hey, go. And they had their fucking towel. They didn't yeah, even call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% ready. My, my mate did a video, Ryan John. He um, went around, found on Google, like, where the pools were. Clever. And went and asked in summer. was like, can I, can I jump in your pool? Mm. And oh. asked enough people and got one. I well, th- that's that's how this guy started mm. the business. He went mm. on Google Earth and he searched all the pools in the area. I think it was in Great LA. Great idea. I mean, it's pretty smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, an app idea that I had the other mm. day, we were at the airport and I have status, Tommy doesn't, whatever, no mm. big deal. I'm about right. to lose it anyway. Oh, don't. Um, don't lose it. No, Get on a day. <laughs> how, how are they feeling sorry for him now? <laughs> <and not me? laughs> I'm still the loser with no status. It's, actually, it's, the it's, with yeah, no it's hard. It's actually harder to yeah. get rid of it. When right, you like, pay for a pool on your credit card, it usually puts you into status. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, but they, um, and so I could get Mr. 97 into the lounge. Yeah. But we, 
with gold, you only get one extra person. Mm. And so what were we going to do with Tommy? And just mm. it just so happens I was getting ready to just hustle and say, hey, can you just yeah. let us in? Like we're all wearing the Daily Talk Show hoodies. Yeah. We're part of a crew. Come on, just oh. let us in. And uh, we've done that at Sydney Airport and it's been successful, yeah. right? Yeah. International is a bit harder. International is yeah. harder because it was Emirates or whatever. It was like a code share, whatever. Tommy then mm. waits out the front and just starts talking to a guy who's lining mm. up to go into the lounge. Oh, it was, mate, it was perfect timing. I sort of sat back and mm-hmm. 97 was mm-hmm. watching me thinking, what are you doing? And I saw one guy walking towards us and I was like, fuck, this, is, this could be my shot. Mm-hmm. And as he got closer, I was like, hey, mate. So, hey. I was like, um, are you going in here? And he's like, yeah. You creep. And I said, um, <laughs> oh, where are you flying to? And, yeah, he got a bit weird. And he's going to Melbourne. He was on the same flight as me. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I said, perfect. my mate's got status. He can't get me in. Would you mind if mm-hmm. I came with you? He's yeah. like, yeah, sure. But then oh, there was oh, a good. question of when he, when we walked in, there was a moment where we were like, oh, do you want to come sit with him? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm at, yeah, yeah. 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 champagne together. Jokingly, <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, feel free to come sit he with us. He works at Microsoft. Seemed like an interesting dude. Yeah, I actually think more people should do that. And so I the, the like idea is people yeah. that get a plus one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and yeah. if you if they're traveling solo, just kind of go up and Yeah. That's the app. I mean right. the worst <laughs> thing like the, yeah, but or just stand trick. You can use my so trick. So this is the idea though. There's an extra layer. So it's called karma. Oh. And so it's based on like I don't have Qantas, but I've got Virgin. And so it's like I do it for someone. So then when I'm on a Qantas flight. I okay. can then get that. And so it's, it's a bit like, of karma. Yeah, so it's a bit yeah. of yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did find one problem, <laughs> terms and conditions of the status thing is like yeah. you can't do that. Uh, what about mm. how do you monetize that if it's a karma I situation? Mean, there's a lot of businesses that haven't. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, some <laughs> have raised millions with no <laughs> business <laughs> model behind them. Yeah, yeah. It I happens. Yes, it anyway, so we talk about, we've talked about business <laughs> <laughs> ideas that haven't gone anywhere. And I think that's the easy part, right? Ideas are easy. Execution is mm, totally another <laughs> thing. And for you, what you've created is working. The podcast is growing and it's got a great audience mm. and the business. So why did you land on this one? Um, yeah. So after a few, you know, start stops with ideas, we finally landed on Lady Brains. And I think, you know, there were originally three of us in the beginning. Um, Maeva was our you know, co-founder as well. And the three of us just identified that this the fact that we all wanted a network that we could tap into um, and we wanted to be able to connect with, you know, other women that were starting up businesses or trying to scale a business. Um, And I think, you know, I was working for myself at the time, you know, Anna, again, she wanted to expand her her network as well. And so we just, it was, it was kind of an easier one to start because we had friends and our friends also wanted to do kind of like a dinner series or a dinner club. And so we started running these supper clubs um, and that was so easy for us to do. I mean, like we go to dinner anyway, but let's just put, kind of formalize it, put a little bit of structure around it. Was and it like tickets? Is like a yeah, we, yeah. we, we did. We started selling tickets. Splitting the bill. You don't have no, to worry about it. And it's so much easier, oh, right? So it's like, good. yeah, pay us, um, come along. And, you know, that the genesis was, you know, were these supper clubs and it grew from there because we started inviting founders into these dinners. And so you'd have the opportunity to sit at the table and, you know, talk to and ask questions of a, mm. of a founder um, who was building, you know, a big business. Like that's that's quite unique to mm. be able to ask mm. any question that you want. Do you think people uh, have more social anxiety nowadays? Like is it hard for people to network? take the leap and network? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I think there is a degree of social anxiety with social mm-hmm. media and all of that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But I mean, the demand for our supper clubs are just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. well, we don't run them that often, maybe once a month, 
but when we do run them, they sell out within, you know, 48 hours. We sell the tickets, well, I mean, less than that, but they're available for 48 hours and they sell out straight away. craving that like real life connection, Mm. especially Mm. people who are sole traders or they work from home by themselves Mm. and they don't have a team or they have a virtual team. People are just dying for it. And the thing is, is hungry, hungry, hungry for it. Hungry for good wine, good food and and connection. Yeah. 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 And also I think a lot more people are now doing that and taking the leap because entrepreneurialism is that a word? I don't even know if it is, but, yeah, you know, like building it. your own business is so much more accessible now than it used to be. And so people see other people doing it and they're like, yeah. fuck, I can do that. I'm going to mm. quit my mm. job and give it a crack. And when they do that, you know, a lot of women especially aren't necessarily set up with the networks or the right information mm. to be able to succeed. And so that's kind of what we exist to do is help people, you know, um, or help women specifically who want to go off and start their own thing and mm. set them up for success. But I think like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a business idea that we had. It was it a was side so hustle. it was organic. Mm. Yeah. Like it was one dinner and then the next dinner all the people that came were like, Oh my God, my friend would love that can she come? Mm. And then the next month it was like double the size. And then the next month it was like forty five people. And that's when we were like, Okay, there's something in this. Mm. So mm. it kind of just grew from there. Yeah. yeah. What, what are the commonalities? Like what are you finding that everyone has in common, <clears throat> specifically around problems? What, what's the common problem? Mm, it's a good question. Um, I think there's a few things. I think, you know, uh, a network. Mm-hmm. So just being able to, sh- you know, share your wins and your problems with someone else that understands and cares. Um, I think people were looking for contacts. So suppliers, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Mentors or, um, you know, someone that can introduce me to that person yeah. or, you know, it's, yeah, the context mm. has been a huge piece. Context has been a big one. And um, what else were they like there? Mm. I think certain like skills as well because a lot of people are taking the leap, taking the leap and starting their own consulting mm. business or, you know, side hustle or whatever it is and you're expected to do everything, you mm. know, especially if you're a single founder, you have to do everything. You have to do PR, marketing, product development, yeah. sales, networking, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people don't necessarily have those skills. And so um, they're looking to kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah. So yeah. the know-how. Any cool stories of, you know, people have formed connections, you know, and then created a business together or wasn't the intention of coming to do one thing and they've got something else out of it? <laughs> um, we've had people that have had like secured jobs. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so so cool. um, Yeah, we had a good friend of ours who was working at Mecca and got a job at a great job at Thank You as head of product development through someone she met at our supper club. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had um, you know people find a supplier or manufacturer through a contact um, at the dinner. Um, we've had people connect, uh, in terms of finding a sponsor, like sponsorship deals. So, cause we do have, we have female founders come along. Um, but we also have people from, you know, the corporate world as well, which is really cool. They're, they're showing an interest in, I guess, entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship. Um, and they bring a lot of value. Mm. They, they, they kind of see business in an entirely different way. Yeah. Um, and so it's mm. nice to have a mix of women at the table that have different experiences and, you know, we, we do, you know, often use table topics and they guide us and I get, you know, again, the lessons that come out of the answers to those table topics because they're quite, you know, they're, they're so fascinating from different perspectives um, has been really helpful for, for most of the women there. The taking the leap thing, you've, mm. Kate, you've had your business for a while, uh, Anna, you've, you know, made, took the leap leaving Mecca. Uh, what's the big misconception, do you think, 
Because there's something very sexy about the whole idea of just like yeah. going out in flames or whatever and yeah. starting your own thing. Yeah. What's it, the... It is, it's definitely glorified, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and there's this sense of like, you know, be an entrepreneur, be a founder. And even yeah. those words for me kind of hold a bit of like, Ugh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest thing for me has been... Um, kind of moving away from being in an office environment where you're bantering with your mates all day, every day, and you've got a bit of structure. And then, so, you know, we live together as well. So we work together, we're best friends and we live together. I guess that would make like traveling and stuff easy. Like when it Mm. comes to... Like going to putting like food the, on the business. Yeah, well, even, even like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're just at least splitting just it. Just the sad Uber <laughs> <Eats> life. Like <laughs> this is. Yeah, traveling uh, from my bedroom to the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and so, I mean, the yeah, I guess there's the those intangible things around the banter and the community. Mm. Um, I guess there's co-working spaces that mm. are sort of popping up to yeah. try and <clears throat> feed those those missing bits. What do you think is the big misconception? What's the missing piece? Do you think, like, what, what would you wish that you knew when you decided to make the transition? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest misconception, I don't know if this is answering the question, but the biggest kind of thing that I've had to learn is that, and it sounds so stupid saying it, but, like, you have to work for every fucking dollar, mm-hmm. you know? Like, when you have a salary, you get paid every fortnight, every mm-hmm. month, and you're doing the work and it just goes into your bank and you don't think about it. Like, when you have your own business, you have to hustle and work for every single dollar and you might be working the hardest you've ever worked in your life and earning nothing (laughs) but and i'm still trying to get my head around that Mm. i don't know if Mm, yeah so anyone else can relate to that but yeah well it's easy to become like evangelical about the whole thing like when you see your mates who are like employees or whatever Mm. and you hear what and like do you have any connection of like what you do and how that makes money Money, like a lot of people are shielded especially i guess in the new economy of mm. digital and all that sort of thing where it's not bricks and mortar. It's not like you necessarily mm. will see anyone. They're users. Mm. They're all these, you know, it's these content virtual- roles as well, especially because you, you, cre- you know, creative roles where you're just mm. meant mm-hmm. to be creating stuff or yeah. videos or, and then it's like, how does that connect to a dollar? Yeah. Mm. And how, yeah. How's that impacting how you make, how you don't care about cash flow and all your, and all you need to do is work out what's a cool video or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. disconnected. So I feel the pain. Like I know. Yeah. It's uh, and so how have you lent into it? Um how have I lent into it? Uh does Kate take care of it? <laughs> yeah, it's just me. Yeah, it's so just, it's just uh, the, you know, just yeah. riding on the treadmill. I mean, did you Kate, did you mm. have that experience having had your own business in regards to cash flow and all that sort of stuff? Or Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. So I work um, I've been working, you know, for myself for about five, six years. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know what that's like. And it's hard because you can you can share, like, I can tell you all the things, you yeah. know, but it's until you really step into that yeah. um, position and you go, holy crap, you know, I don't have um, someone putting money in my account every week or every month. You know, I have to work for every single dollar. It, then it becomes the reality. And mm-hmm. so, you, yeah, it's hard to kind of um, hopefully, you know, I kind of imparted as much advice as I oh, yeah. could. And, and like, you know, I think it's yeah. kind of softened the blow, the fact that yeah. I've been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just more ongoing challenges. We're a startup at the end of the day and, you know, we have to figure out a way to make money and survive. Yeah. And I think it's also being really strategic about what you go mm. after and what you don't. Like when I was working at Mecca, if there was an opportunity, it would be like, yep, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's pursue this. Let's, you know, 
you know, develop this, whatever. But when you're in a small business, you have to consider the value of every single thing that yeah. you choose to do because if you say yes to something, then you're saying no to something else. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, when you're working for yourself, you have, you've got the freedom, right? You have the freedom and you can say yes to anything, but there are so many opportunities right out there that you have to kind of whittle them down and say no and focus on what actually, you know, is the most valuable at the time. So, yeah, you've got all these opportunities. It's like shiny object syndrome. Yeah. You want to go totally. after everything, mm. but really what's <clears throat> the, you know, most sensible thing to pursue. And um, that's what we're trying to figure out yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Right well, now. Well, it's not for everyone, is it? Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard balance. <sighs> I think you said like hard. the entrepreneurship or mm. being an entrepreneur is you know, a fashion accessory to yes, some degree yeah, nowadays. And yeah. so that doesn't get you through the hard times. No, it's not for the faint-hearted. Mm. I mean, mm. God, I mean, both of us are like, let's just throw in the towel and go get a job. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. And like a What is that job? Because we talk about that. Tommy, oh, yeah. Tommy <laughs> wants to become a cop. Yeah, I heard an ad this morning. I was like, a, cop. Oh, yeah. a cop. I don't know. Good. They, got, they get 10 weeks off yeah. a year. Well, you could do that now because <laughs> Anna was telling me the other day, you have to have life experience yeah. to apply. Yeah, to yeah. you also cop. have to have year 12. I don't <laughs> have that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you actually look up, Mr. Yeah. Seven? That's, that's not a task for today. You have to do some other You could do it now. Can he, yeah, has he had enough podcasting experience to be able to apply? Surely you can just have Grammarly. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much is how much yeah, money how much using, writing? How, how much, much shit? Are you, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much writing? You just need to know doing. how to use a gun or whatever, yeah. and a taser oh. and all that sort of <laughs> thing. Yeah, what is it? What are the biz? <laughs> what are the? Yeah, do you yeah. think about the bit of the um the jobs if you were to have a job? Oh. It's a fun process. It's like it's the equivalent of. Uh, it's the opposite of thinking about what you're going to do if you, like, win the lottery, right? It's yeah. like if I was to give away all my dreams, <laughs> yeah. oh my what God, do what I do? I do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't – what's yours? Well, I, do you know what? I do not have one because mm -hmm. I'm like no plan there B. is no plan B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This like, is it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, yeah. I, I'm quite lucky in that Mecca has said to me, you know, if you ever – want to come back you can so that's great like a plan b like that's a plan b yeah that's exactly it's a plan b but yeah. i just oh, no nah. i can't imagine experiencing the freedom that we've experienced going yeah. back and yeah. and being in a nine to five but mm. you know yeah the I joke mean, is to go back but it, you just oh, couldn't yeah. oh, it's no. too hard and we really believe in what we're doing so yeah. oh, i mean even if we won the lottery tomorrow uh, bloody hell that'd be great because mm. but we'd know where to put the money and it would yeah. be into the business totally. and we'd keep working so yeah, yeah. yeah. So straight into a bar in Mykonos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we might change where we work yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know yeah, we've got one-way tickets to check yeah. okay in there. Yeah. I mean, what we're yeah. talking about is like the fear of the unknown entrepreneurship and doing and creating something from scratch. It's like mm. no one knows if it'll work. All the good mm. businesses, no. no one necessarily knew because there's all the ones that didn't and yeah. they all thought it was going to work. Yeah. yeah. Well, most fail. Like yeah. that's the reality. But I guess the other thing too is it's like I think sometimes we ask for advice mm. from people but it's like they're not doing it yet we're expecting them to be like across why we're doing it and getting that sort of mm. Um, mm. value from them. What's the consistent uh, uh, pattern across the people you meet that come mm. to your events that is like they believe in something and – like yeah. they truly believe it, whether it'll work or not. Yeah, they do. And I think it's really important to have um, a vision and to understand what your why is, mm -hmm. you know, like what's your reason for being and for, for you know, 
blindly pursuing something. Um, you know, we're pretty clear on our why and I think most of our guests have been too. Definitely. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's been one of the consistent things across everybody that we've interviewed is everybody has had this like vision and they have been uncompromising mm. in pursuing it. Like, mm. you know, CJ is a great example of mm. that. And, um, you know, Joe Horgan, who will release next year also, um, has the most clear vision, but they're, they're willing to do anything to get there, you know, and they're willing to pivot and change and sacrifice this and, you know, get there in a million different ways, but that never changes. Yeah. And, and I think, th- yeah, so, so <laughs> often you can get stuck in the like day to day, right? It's like you get bogged down by what do I have to do today? What do I have to release tomorrow? And, you know, that can kind of, you can start to just, you know, float around. But I think if you're really clear on your vision and where you're heading, it kind of pulls you through. Mm. And so every decision that you make, um, you know, every, yeah, every decision you make is really kind of getting you to that, to that why. What about compromises? Where does that fit mm. in a grand vision? You have to compromise and sometimes you have to pivot based on what you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, if like you're validating an idea, um, you know, we were talking to Sarah Fryer, uh, you know, not too long ago and she taught us that Slack, you know, which a lot of us use, mm-hmm. used to be a gaming application. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it started out as a gaming application and they had the chat functionality for all the gamers to kind of connect. And then they figured out, oh, well, everyone's actually just connecting through the chat thing. like, And they completely changed their product. So you have to compromise. You have to pivot. Um, and you know, sometimes that does get you to a better outcome. So it's kind of listening mm-hmm. to what your customers want and listening yeah. to, yeah, it, it's, it's taking in all these, diff- all the information and trying to figure it out. And that is probably the most difficult part. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it as a that team, means. creating that alignment. How yeah. hard is that? Look, it's been, it's been a challenge. I think Caitlin and I work in very different ways, which is great, but it also can be a challenge. But I think one thing that has held us together is that we have the same vision and we have the Mm. same values. Like Mm. we want to help women. We, you know, we are passionate about this and um, it's just about having good communication. Yeah. But, you know, like Caitlin's very, very, very considered in all of the way, like in all of her decision making, she'll think through everything. She'll take the time to think through properly, whereas I'm really trigger happy. I'm really (laughs) gung-ho. She's a shiny object. I'm a shiny object (laughs) syndrome. And, you know, that has been a point of, you know, it's been a point of tension and frustration for both of us, but ultimately it's great because, you know, without her consideration, I would have probably gone off in a million different directions Mm -hmm. and without my kind of like pushing, 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 we might not have taken the action on xyz so mm. it's all about kind balance of we balance. kind of balance yeah. ourselves out yeah. each other out which yeah. is really nice yeah what's the difference between the duo the partnership and say having maver like in that sort of uh three person how does that change dynamics do you think um yeah i mean i guess you've got that third person so if you ever have a tie a tied decision mm-hmm. you've got someone that can mm-hmm. go one way or the other so sometimes you know we may Someone you know, who's very thought out would say something like that. Yes, sorry. Sounds like it was straight out of a contract. <laughs> yeah. Like a shareholder's That's agreement. That's because we've been doing a few of those lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tired um, decisions. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Who obviously, who comes through the contracts? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, but you know, obviously she's, yeah, she would help us kind of make the decision. So mm-hmm. sometimes we're tied up and we might just throw it to our other housemate or we'll throw it to <laughs> someone, the dog. I mean, anyway, I'm just what like, you know. What does your other housemate do? Um, he is a strategy consultant for a sports marketing agency. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's got, he's smart. Yeah. 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 He's smart. Yeah. So I mean, he, the poor so guy. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's uh, <laughs> run a few strategy meetings. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm living in a startup environment. And yeah. it's like, yes, yeah, sorry. A whiteboard's in the yeah, living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your hoodie yeah. back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah get out of your suit, this, mate. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And yeah. it's a stand-up. Get up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that get. Um, oh, God. Uh, no, he's a legend. Yeah. The thing with, like, going to New York or whatever mm. or even having that in the whole strategy, mm. like New York always yeah. comes up, Melbourne, Sydney, yeah. New York. Yeah. Uh, why? And mm-hmm. what does that do in regards to the vision or how you look at the the whole, you know, business? Um, I think we went to New York partly because of the wedding, but yeah. also partly because, you know, the podcast space is becoming quite saturated, especially in Melbourne. There are mm. a lot of podcasters in Melbourne and there are a lot of guests who are sort of cycling through the same mm-hmm. The same guests who were cycling through those podcasts and, you know, one of the point of difference for us is like we want to be able to get the guests that other people can't get. Mm -hmm. And so part of that was going international. And, um, you know, we had a mutual friend with CJ Hendry. I used to live with her ex-boyfriend and so we landed her and Mm. it was like, yeah, like we've got to go. She's like does no press really ever. She's Mm. only ever done one other podcast interview so we were like, yeah, we've got to go for that. So I think that has been that has been important in terms of differentiating the podcast. But with Lady Brains, like we want to build a global business and we want to build global communities and sort of connect these startup hubs of the world. And so Melbourne, Sydney, New York, that's kind of just how it's evolved. Mm -hmm. And And that's just the start, hopefully. You know, I think, yeah, we want to connect all of the startup hubs. Um, And I think that's quite exciting. You know, we're kind of all doing, we're all doing the same thing, right? We're all starting businesses and we've all got the same similar challenges. Um, So how can we connect founders globally um, and learn from each other? I think that's kind of also the next piece. Yeah. Mm. I I was thinking about, you know, rich people's problems, people who don't have much money Mm. and the similarities of the struggles that we all have. Yeah. It's, it's a, um, it's a comforting piece to understand that everyone is going through. I've said that before. It's like I find some solace in that of like we are all going through our yeah. shit. And, yeah, and it's interesting. Like we interviewed someone a couple of days ago um, who we're going to release next year, um, Kate Morris from Adore Beauty. She was amazing and she just sold 60% of her business for, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and she was telling us that in 2014 they almost went under mm-hmm. and they couldn't pay payroll because mm-hmm. they 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 – didn't have the cash flow and she'd been in business for almost 15 years. She was a multi-million dollar business Mm. and she's experiencing the same problem that we are, that small Mm. businesses do. And so that was kind of, that was quite powerful for me. But she rents out her pool. So she's, yeah, she rents out her pool. Yeah. But she can fund the app, to be honest. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. 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 It's, and so it's, um, it's a funny one because it's, but we all, t- it feels like we've got the biggest problem in the world, mm-hmm. you know, when it's your own, right? Sure. How do you get perspective? Uh, how do you girls, because I have yeah. an idea of how I gain perspective on the situation I'm in. Is yeah. there a, way, a tool that you use that makes the, the big things seem smaller? Yeah. Great question. Um, I'm pretty high in pers- my strengths in perspective. Um, so I think just, you know, kind of just checking in, um, I think gratitude Gratitude's a really good practice, you know, where you just kind of figure out what are you what are mm-hmm. you grateful for this week, this month. You know, some people journal. I just kind of have a think about it. Um, I think you know, being grateful for what you have is and 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 the experiences that you're going through. Like, holy crap, you know, I get to build, try and build a business with my best friend. Um, we get to travel. You know, it's freaking cool. You know, and I think, yeah, it's hard. There are definitely challenges, and you know, you don't know where the money's coming in from. Um, but at the end of the day 
you know, we've chosen this path mm. and um, and I'm grateful for that. So gratitude helps mm. me personally. There's a, there's a piece of um, self-development in mm. starting any business because you mm. need to work out like, so for instance, yesterday, Michael Bungay Stania, who was on, mentioned something around him being more risk adverse when it comes to money. Yep. So mm. he holds it in a bit yep. closer. And so I, he's identified that. Is there something you've identified in sort of how you approach it in a, in a difference? You mentioned the... Um, you know, thought out or seeing how it all plays out, you're a bit more gungeon. What's well, so the personal yeah. values? Personal right? values. Like that end up really translating. Mm. Like for mm. Tommy is very specific on where are we spending money, expenses, yep. how can we cut? And I'm always like, let's just get bigger clients so we can mm. service my mm. dumb things I'm buying. <laughs> what are you buying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what have we got? What have <laughs> Harry literally did this. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. <laughs> no, these um, I gestured everything for yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Playing yeah. At home. yeah no, there's like three and a half grand in these, by the way. Oh, well, I did ask before. No one wanted to yeah. answer how much it was. Yeah. Yeah. You need to answer the question we asked. I can't remember. Anyway, go on. Three and a half grand. Yeah, that was a lot. But no, so the what is that for you? So yeah, I guess it's the it's the whole thing of. Yeah, for us, it's the expense and mm. working together works really well because it yep. means that like I've mm. actually dialed in like Tommy does a lot of the like the stuff goes on his card or whatever. And yep. so he's across it or, and stuff. And uh, but then I'm able to bring the other side, which is the posture of asking for more money or working out ways of generating more. Mm. What is yeah. that for you two? What are your strengths? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, so just on that i think mm. we we're pretty lean we don't spend a whole lot of money like i mean yep. yeah which is good um not yet anyway mm. we'll see what 2020 looks like mm. um so you know in terms of figuring that out we're pretty we're across we're both know, across we're both across mm -hmm. what we yeah. spend um how do you is there a a way or a formula of determining whether you should buy something or not 97 what's some <laughs> dumb shit that or what's what have something, you put on well 97 you got the um the tattoos but oh, yeah. um, he decided to get some, what are they called? What the temporary tattoos? Yeah, oh, temp tattoos. He ended up putting that on his iron cheek because he didn't want it. He couldn't be bothered bringing it to us. I was, I was actually going to blow up then. You did no, no, no. How, how much was it? So, so ninety-seven couldn't be fucked asking. How much did it cost it's you? Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Okay. What was the uh, ROI on that thirty dollars yeah. spend? Well, we'll have to see in two weeks. <laughs> we're, it's where they're going to be on the show in two weeks. Okay. I say you but heard also, it here first. Yeah. <laughs> can we steal that? What do you reckon? Temporary, temporary tattoos. It's a good idea. Oh, yeah, I mean, LB? you could, have a, you could sure. have a henna station or something at one of your. Well, something. we actually a good friend of ours, Phoebe, um, has a brand called the Memo, which is mm. a baby um, e-com site. And at her launch party, she had oh, a tattooist. Right. So Jem Watts got yeah. a tat there. Queen yeah, Gronk. she oh, got the tat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the funny thing is, What'd she, she had a can of Coke, a bottle of Coke, and I thought she said, "Oh, it was to keep her sugars up." And I was talking to her, and she actually she brought the Coke with her. I had assumed that they had it oh, on standby. Oh, she knew she, she was knew getting the yeah. tat. So I thought. So that I'm that's still trying to work out what this is. And What's the tattoo got to do with the Coke? To keep her sugar levels up. For what reason? In case she faints, I guess. It's a good excuse for a Coke. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I was getting at. Is, I don't know how it connected. I would have had a natural confectionery I mean, it's BYO. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Does that actually not help? I don't know Can why that would help. Sugar for what reason? <laughs> Blood sugar relating to a, a little tattoo. I don't think there's any connection. I don't know. I don't think there's a connection. But what did it say? Do you know? Oh, I can't remember. What did she get? Was it words or a symbol? The daily talk. It was something for a dog. 
Oh, oh, it was um, Good Morning, right. I think. Oh. Good Morning. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what did Phoebe get? I can't remember a no, quote. No, neither. Did yeah. you get one? No? no. Uh, I considered it, but didn't. So you would <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, I considered it for a brief moment. <laughs> for a split second. <laughs> and so the formula of working out what to spend money on, when it push comes to shove, how are you going to work that out? <sighs> Look, it's just on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, with our launch of season three, we had a marketing budget. We were mm-hmm. like, we're going to spend X on this mm-hmm. and we just figured out how to spend it. And, yeah. you know, we did an activation in Cremorne that was super successful. It went sort of a bit bonkers. That was um, at Cohen Co. At yes. Cohen Co. Cohen Co. is so great. Fun. Yeah. So that was a cheap activation. We uh-huh. literally stood at the front of Co and Co and we told our audience uh-huh. and we were like, um, you get a free coffee if you share on socials. And right. who's going to say no to a free coffee? Absolutely. And also strategically, it's in amongst all of the creative agencies and a few big media oh, publications. Mm. And, uh, close so, to ball games. The basketball scares me sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, Brie, uh, my girlfriend, she got a coffee and I was like, oh, you posted on Instagram. She goes, no, not yet. I was like, what are you doing? you got to post on. So I, uh, yeah. Did you she make it? Made it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's Follow okay. through, but she yeah, just took exactly. the free coffee. Yeah, no, outrageous. <laughs> so outrageous. Yeah. Putting, yeah, yourself, putting yourself out there, creating <clears throat> content. Yesterday, yeah. uh, young Harry was coached on the show, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it was about the confidence uh, to put things out into the mm. world that, you know, really put your name behind yep. something. Yep. Yeah. What, what is it for you? What's, what's your feeling around putting stuff out into the world that you've got your name on? Oh, How does it make you feel? Do you know, it's a really tough one. And mm. we have been speaking about this for so long because obviously we've got the podcast, but, mm. and we've got lady brains, but for us, where we like we are the face of the brand I guess we're the face of the podcast a little bit but the lady brains is not about us it's about the community and we want to build a brand that is so much larger than just us and so I think we've kind of held back from putting our face out there and doing video content as a really good example we haven't really done any video content um because we're like it's not about us on the flip side you know brands grow so much quicker when there's a face to them that people Mm -hmm. can connect with and so we're trying to we're trying to find that balance. It's, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, personal brand is a big one and you need one and you guys have done so well building your personal brands. Um, what do you think our personal brands are, <laughs> if you were to describe us as individuals? Um, <laughs> now I know Bogan. That's a personal brand. Yeah, and so, like, it can be really hard putting your... Uh, I won't push it. That's right. <laughs> Um, It can be difficult to put your name to it, Mm. for sure. I mean, I think what, you know, putting the brand name to something is one thing and then putting your own personal names to something. This is our first podcast interview. Oh, really? Right. Oh, no, yeah. it's not. Oh, yeah, yeah it, is. it is. It is. It's, it's our first is. podcast yeah. interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Sorry. So, um, <laughs> now it's not. Kate just punched Adam um, in yeah, the yeah, stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I know. Is, this like, is what poof. happens. This is the problem with having a duo. Like, yeah. you get like, this bullshit, <laughs> like, calling it. Like, yeah. But it's also this call out culture on a show. Like, Tommy's <laughs> always sorry. calling me out for things. That's fine. No, well, we have actually been interviewed. We've been interviewed once. But, but it hasn't it's released. Hasn't been released. It doesn't count. It's only one no. daily talk, the daily talk show. Yeah, there so is. It's, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. It's fair. I think like what you're describing about deciding on whether to pursue building a brand that lives mm. beyond mm. the people behind it, yep. and then building your own personal brands. I mean, some a piece of advice someone gave me is like 
when I was having that exact conversation was, mm. uh, who do you think of when you think of Apple? Who do you think of when you think of Virgin? Yeah. And reeling totally. off, you could reel off a bunch so of a boost. You think about the founder, Janine. It's That's like, true. It's true. And so do you yeah. remember Janine's favourite? There was a specific, ju- like she had her own um, smoothie, but they've taken it off the menu. It's too naughty. It was real naughty. That's the thing. You what look you at mean? Janine and you're like, she's healthy. Wait, which one She's naughty is in not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Janine's yeah. favourite. And so I'd be like, fuck, she's lean. I'll mm. go that. It was like. Fucking two thousand cows. Oh, it was, so, oh, it was right. like the yeah. mango. It was. It was the mango ice cream. Yeah, yes. but there is mango yeah. madness. Yeah. But <laughs> it's that whole thing. Christian Hull said uh, to us, "People follow people." Yeah, and there's a there's a bunch of truth. Truth. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, you yeah. connect with people and people's stories mm-hmm. more so than you connect with like a yeah. faceless brand. So that's actually a really great way of right. thinking about it. I haven't mm-hmm. really Advice. thanks for thought that. of that before. Yeah. Say it again. I've forgotten it So uh, when you say a brand, what was oh, it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you said, you know, when you think of big brands, when you think of a brand, yeah. like Virgin, you think mm-hmm. of Richard Branson, mm-hmm. Apple, you think of Steve Jobs, yeah. Boost, you think of Janine. It's mm-hmm. like Rip they have they have been able to build their brands beyond themselves, using themselves as a bit of a tool. or But let's dissect it. Is it that... The business behind the mm. thing that they're doing is so strong. So the business model behind Janine Alice's business would survive regardless of her. Mm-hmm. So if she actually was a silent person within it, or is it the fact that she pounded the pavement, started the first and got it out there and then sort of gets behind it, inspires other people yeah. to you know, you can create a business. I can help you do that. So the franchise model, mm. I'm just, I don't know the answer. Mm. What about organic media? If you mm. think about if you're a journal and you're writing something, the first thing you're going to be like is who do I have access to mm. for July luggage? It's Ethan Didascalou for mm. Hey Tiger at Scientade. Like everyone yeah. needs a, a contact ju- yeah, that sort of contact. The face off, yeah. really, the brand. Yeah. Yeah. And Ooh. I guess that because if you're just talking about brands, um, at th- that point, it's sort of like just advertising, I guess, versus like the people story that people are going to connect mm. with. And then I try and work out, so, you know, the cheekiness of Virgin. So it comes from Richard Branson, who himself is mm. cheeky and mm. he's that guy pushing the boundaries and doing all this wacky shit. Mm. And so it then the personality of the founder in bo- like becomes the personality almost or the tone of voice. Like yes. I think like the Frank girls have done Frank Body. Yeah, they've done that well. They've done so yeah. amazingly because they've created this pseudo, per, you know. Mm. This. But then what about brands like Red Bull? Yeah, who the hell owns who the Red Bull? Who Red started Bull? that? Yeah, yeah. But Good if point. you think about it, still, it's still got the people focus, media, content, all like adventure, aspirational stuff. The ambassador program, but all the girls yeah. that drive the cars around. Yeah, that and, and they're extreme oh, yeah, sports, sure. you know, and they're Things. extreme sports. And then all the athletes that are just mm-hmm. plastered with mm-hmm. Red But even Bull like, gear. you know, Nike, like, okay, yeah, Chew Dog is a book now and mm-hmm. people know who, I think his name's mm. Bob, but like that brand grew without the founder mm-hmm. being the face. Mm-hmm. Of. So there are examples of both, but I oh, think definitely. there was a stat that um, one of our friends told us the other day that was like brands that have a founder as the face um, grow 800% quicker or something like yeah, that than brands that don't. And I, I, I think that's true, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's an easier, it's an easier conversation because <clears throat> I think Josh and I were talking about this. It's like um, when you're starting out, most people try and seem bigger than they are mm-hmm. yeah. to try and. We're saying, yeah, what do, what makes something seem a bit povo and it's when you're trying to be big. It's when it's like yeah. we are this and we're doing this and we're on a thing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was 
was thinking about the email the other day. What email? To the Cat Cafe, and I said, uh, one of Australia's largest podcasts. Da, 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 no, that was, was exactly right, mate. That's yeah. um, exactly yeah. who we are. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Harry, yeah. the top. Harry did. How did that go, by the way? So Harry oh, did. Sorry. A, um, they can't do it. You don't yell, remember? Oh, sorry. I don't have headphones. Yeah, they're um, so far away. Mm. Um, they can't do it. Um, something about the cats, not enough cats or something. But I thought, I thought, <laughs> so I thought, what about if we do it at 97 Sauna? Outside oh. broadcast. Oh, Wait, hang on. He doesn't no. have a sauna. Are you renting gym. saunas? No, 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 no just at the gym. At the gym, there's a sauna. Just so, to bring you up to speed, we sort of tasked Harry to organise an outside broadcast, at a, you know, at a show cafe. outside. Uh, can and we he, come? Yeah, well, the, yeah, well it's not happening anymore. Well, yeah. find another one. Yeah. Was it the one in the city? Yeah. Yeah. So what did they say? Not enough cats. Yeah, there was something to do about cats or... But how can a cat... I can't remember endangering cats or... Endangering okay, oh, sure. oh, cats is different oh, yeah. to not having yeah. enough cats when you're a cat cafe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Doesn't yeah. make sense. Doesn't yeah. make sense. But you did uh, a, a see, strong sale. Can you get... To, we could go to Japan. There's an owl cafe. I now, saw an face. owl cafe. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, yes. Be good. Yes. I saw three owls last night. Just randomly. You saw three owls. They were all together. Yep, I was at home having dinner and walked outside and like three hours. And then he's like bobbing his little head and oh, then yeah. he flew down in front of me. It was quite, I felt like I what was in Harry mean? Potter or something. It was quite amazing. And you live in the same house. Yeah, I, I went back home for dinner. Oh, okay, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, she's just like, she's like, where's my housemate? She's out the front hanging out with owls. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm on board with yeah. that idea. Um, well, so, can so we guys? use your company card to get yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys have status. Don't you have yeah. free flights by now? Uh, yeah, we should. Yeah. Uh, but all, just on the, the sauna thing, I know we don't normally get into dreams, but 97 was saying you had a dream that involved yeah. this. What and happened? That's where the great idea. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll only say about half of it. We, we, oh, is this safe? So <laughs> I, I assumed that the cafe, cafe would just go kapunk. So I had the dream that we were having it. At 97 Sauna mm-hmm. It was an actual dream A dream A full on dream And then I went When well, I woke up Oh that's a good idea uh-huh. But Tommy was freaking out Because the lens was fogging up And all oh. sorts of shit was going on Also quite a small space mm. How many people are you expecting? Well, it'll just be us. Oh, okay. like, yeah. And it's not happening in a sauna to be, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. no. I want to know what I'm happened. I'm not regretty. I need, I need another <laughs> next summer. Who we'll yeah. 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 wants to know what happened to the other half of the dream? But I, yeah. well, I want to know the second part of the dream. Well, it, we, it was actually one of those um, Jap- Japanese Oz. Onsen? Yes, yes. It turned out to be one of them. So you're so all. So tying up yeah. stuff? You no! No. No, what's the Japanese thing that you did? What was the funny bit? What was the what was the Japanese bit? It's just a Japanese it's an onsen, okay. the spa, where you okay. go in naked. Yeah. So, so, the so second, you were all naked. So why so it was because we were naked, is that why you couldn't say yeah, it? Yeah, it was really well, I didn't know how far you wanted me to get, but it was just a bit it was just, it was a strange dream. Yeah, mm. it was. Yeah. What do you think about so ninety seven always comes to me with all the dream he is mm. like yep. very yep. specific with these dreams. Do you have vivid dreams? Um yeah, I have a few vivid recurring dreams. Okay, so I constantly slightly traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> I have constantly have the teeth falling out. Oh, dream. What does that mean? Can you look that up, please, Mister? I'm pretty sure it means that you're going through change or stress or something, oh. and that happens on the regular. Um, look, all your teeth. Yeah. Oh, oh, sometimes it's part of my part of my teeth. Sometimes they crumble. Tooth? 
Um, the other day, actually, I had a dream that I lost a tooth and it was full of diamonds. That was oh, that's cool. a good sign. <laughs> that was that's good. good sign. That's great. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Nice Evans, did you find it? It makes so much sense. So the dream could indicate that you're dealing with some kind of loss, an abrupt end of a, to a relationship, or a job change. Oh, a job change, that makes there sense. There you go. What about with diamonds? Diamond. Diamond teeth. Diamond teeth. Is there any others? Um, yeah, so think? I had one the other night. It was so random. I remember I told you um, I was in a... I was in a restaurant, which also had a public pool. Mm-hmm. Pools seemed to be coming yeah, yeah. up. Um, and I, I went to the bathroom and in the bathroom were was a, was a big black bear and all these <laughs> tiny bear cubs just mm. hanging out in the bathroom. Bear cubs. Were they scary? Why, why am I dreaming about bears and bear cubs? Yeah. The, the diamond thing, 97. Where are you at? The, the diamond thing is a symbol of wealth, power, love and attraction. Oh, great. Hello. Good. And great. so, yeah, I think that's positive. Need a bit of that. And bears? Bears, bears symbolise strength, power and independence. Oh, oh, great. Oh, that makes okay. sense. So cool. strength within the context of it. Did you say it was a bathroom? It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they were in the bathroom and why I was in a restaurant that also had a public pool. But anyway. Are you into, um, you know, I guess people would call it woo-woo, thinking, like looking at the meaning behind dreams or things that are, you know, superstitious. Horoscopes. I read, Horoscope. the, yeah. I read 97's horoscope on Sunday. Oh, good. No joke. It said um, <laughs> you have a new job on the horizon. <laughs> so no, That's cl- awkward. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, the clinker, we did a clinker game where you bite it and it tells you the colour relates oh, to yeah, a yeah, question. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. Will, will you stay in this job? And it said mm-hmm. maybe for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fuck science. Um, yeah, so the, so the woo-woo, yeah. yeah so are you get into, into the... anything? Yeah, I mean, look, we sage our house. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it just smells good, though. Uh, it? Yeah, that, it smells good. But, you know, yeah. we'll do the whole ceremony, you know. <laughs> oh, that's good fun. <laughs> What's your housemate doing? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Asthma. Girls! <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Seriously. Oh, yeah, he probably yeah. doesn't appreciate that. But, um, yeah. yeah, what else do we do? I mean, we've got this app called Pattern, mm. um, and that, what does it actually tell so you? So pattern is basically you put in your birth date and it gives you daily indications of like mm. what's mm. going to happen or where your head's at or what you need to focus on. But you can also like link up with other people's patterns so you can yeah. kind of see what's happening within your dynamic of your friendship mm. or partner or whatever. I unsubscribed from Bree's period the other day because... <laughs> I got was getting like flow, I think is the app or whatever. Uh, yeah, 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 and so yeah, yeah. I was getting constant emails and they're so long. Oh my god. And so I was just like Can that I be was the- like <laughs> I hope it doesn't I hope she doesn't get notified. That you've unsubscribed. That is classic. Oh, Didn't even know that was a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and great. so are you uh, making business decisions based on this app or is it, what's the deal? <laughs> like what's today? No. Oh, oh, we should oh, have a look. Got our phones. <laughs> Harry, can you Harry's go through your Harry's got what's your passcode? Oh, dear. Podcasting. What is the biggest misconception? Like there's so many people that want to start a podcast. Where are people completely wrong, do you think, when it comes to podcasting or their perception of creating a podcast? I think, I mean, I don't know whether there is a perception that it's easy, you know, mm-hmm. just get a microphone and press play and upload. Um I think missed the, the recording mis- bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we <laughs> have done that. Don't worry. Oh, no. We've lost some audio oh, no. before. Well, That's all right. But, yeah, I just think, like, it's so much work. Mm. And also, you know, if you want the quality to sound good, which you have to have great production quality because otherwise people will, will automatically just, you know, listen and then tune mm. out. Yours sounds so good. <clears throat> like, oh, I reckon, yeah, it's one of the best. And it's like it doesn't take... 
like you just see people getting close to the mic. Like I mm. saw the behind the scenes with CJ and she's just holding she's it up. She's holding there. it, yeah. But it's yeah. good. That's all like it's mm, it's yeah. actually not that hard if you get the fundamentals. That's it. And we invested in, like you guys have, we've, mm. we invested in, um, you know, a good travelling, you know, kit. <laughs> um, and now obviously we can also record in the studio, which is like, Amazing Primo sound quality. quality. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, you have to – the sound quality has to be good. Um, and, you know, I think you've just got to figure out, like, what's your point of difference? What's mm. your – like, it's kind of saturated now. Mm. Um, and it's – you know, everyone's kind of launching a podcast, which is which is great because I think that's the future of audio. But I think you really have to consider um, how are you different? What's your point of difference? Um, how does it fit with your brand? Like if you've got a brand already, what's what's the strategy behind it? Don't just like go and launch it, like put some thought behind it because I think you're going to perform a lot better in the long term. Mm. And mm. Um, the shiny object object uh, view on the podcast thing, what's yours, Anna? Um, uh, As in like what people? Oh, no, because it, the, that speaks perfectly. Oh, put a lot of thought behind it. Yeah, put thought behind the yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah, that's Definitely. Did you just go? Response. Did you buy the gear? And was it like no, a, no, we we all did, we all just trotted off to to. Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually the store's just around the corner. Store DJ. Store yeah. DJ. Oh, yeah. We know yeah. them well. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, Get some decks as well. Get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, we built it bit. over time, didn't we? We yeah. like got the mics, then we got the stands, then we got mm-hmm. the headphones. Oh mm-hmm. my god, the headphones make such a big difference. Yeah, you, well, you know think, what the actual mm, you, what it sounds yeah. like, you know, because yeah. you're like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just kind of like you're moving away, and mm-hmm. and the guests don't know because yeah. we we obviously we know to stay close, but your guests have no idea. So mm-hmm. the headphones were a great addition to the kit. Yeah, we just we trialed trial and error. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to look at sort of industries as, you know, they're games. If it's you're in the radio presenter world, you're you need to be up for playing a certain type of game. Could mm. be in the corporate environment environment. It's like there is a game yep. that you play in the corporate environment. It's not one for me. What do you think <laughs> are some of the things that happen in the podcasting game that you have <laughs> to be up for? One being an example, forgetting to press record. Because that's <sighs> like if you know you're signing up for that, essentially, that there's an opportunity, there's a potential of it happening. Yeah. Um, what else? What else is there? Um, oh god, I don't know. Oh, I like you know we have people cancel on you. Yeah. And, you know we have been that. trying to get Pip Edwards forever, and we had her locked in for an interview, um, probably a year and a half ago now, and. She had to cancel, which is fine. Never got her back. I keep getting retargeted <laughs> yes. with Estee Lauder. She's talking oh, she's about doing, Sriracha yeah. Mayo. I don't know if you saw, oh, like, it's her favourite condiment. Oh, really? yeah. That's cool. But for whatever reason, it just kept, kept hitting me on Instagram. Mm. Sriracha Mayo. Like, I'm like, Ooh, um, next one. <laughs> what about connecting with guests? So yesterday we talked about <clears throat> the first sort of 25 minutes in any conversation is like, is this kind of trying to build rapport yeah. to find and totally. find, yeah. your, find your thing and you're you like, ah, yeah. got it. Yeah. Yep. What, yeah. What, is there something around that for you? Uh, it's been interesting for us because majority of the interviews that we've done have been offsite. So we'll go mm-hmm. out to the offices and we'll, you know, be in their environment. And mm-hmm. so they're automatically kind of at ease and we'll have a bit of dance and a bit of chat and, you know, we tend to. They'll show us around, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. it's very different when you're going to someone else's environment because yeah. then naturally they're at ease. Yeah. They're like, oh, come into my space. Mm-hmm. I'll show you my warehouse. I'll show you this is my intern, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's great because, you you know, you're in their space. So they're, they're, their guard's already down. And then, yeah, we'll have chit-chat. I mean, we'll banter. It's, you know, mm-hmm. women. We know how to talk, right? Like we just we get going and then we'll like yeah, mm. do a little – Record. So, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, we have to work a little bit harder in the studio mm-hmm. because when we're at 
Podcast One, you know, they're coming into the big, you know, Fox FM building mm-hmm. and we've got our producer there and um, there's frankly not as much time to yeah. banter yeah. Be- yeah. because Quick. we're in the studio and we're there for an hour How or whatever. How does it change your performance, do you think? Um, I think it's pro- – so we've done a few now, two yeah. or three. Um, I would say that it's probably more formal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're, we're probably cleaner in asking the questions, which is, which is good, but you kind of miss the banter. We, I think, when you're off, when we're off site, mm. where we just like, and yeah. we'll chat for a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> so like, which CJ, we were with her for two days because so, so you couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. we so, recorded for eight hours, eight hours, eight hours of content. Not oh, all. Just, of that. You were on the floor. Yeah. You were on the floor yeah. with my stand on an Hermes box, you know, yeah, and yeah. she's guzzling. Coke and it was just great. I, yeah, I did read that status of like two eight hours of recording. We uh, got yeah. down to, I what mean, was it? It um, was an hour. And to be honest, there cool. is so much gold mm. that we'll, we're yeah, we'll thinking about how to release some more. But mm. you can't do that in a studio. Yeah. So yeah, everyone can't. says, um, oh, why don't you start a Patreon? Like as if you're going to start a Patreon, you're going to suddenly be making like heaps of cash. What's a Patreon? It's like the um, subs- people subscribing mm. and they to give you a show. Yeah. So it's mm. like uh, we'll, we'll pay you $5 a month and you give almost like Kickstarter. Yep. But a subscription. Yep type of model, do you think that people are primed to pay for content? Do you think people are going to? I think we're in this like machine of free, con- like free content. Mm-hmm. There's so much good content out there that's free that the standard has been set. I think it would be a really hard, it would be a hard job to convert people, I think, to paying for a podcast, even if it's good. Yeah. Even if it's good. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there are those services, but I, I agree. I think, you know, there are so many free platforms, but that's where, you know, ad revenue is is going to increase. Like, you know, obviously brands can advertise. Um, and because ads have kind of been a part of podcasting from the beginning, we're used to it. You know, it's not like, um, you know, we used Instagram for a long time and there were no ads and then it was Mm. quite jarring. But, I mean, obviously you adapt, right? Mm. Users adapt. Mm. But um, I think, you know, people are used to listening to to ads on podcasts and more and more brands are going to get on board and and that's where the spend is, I believe. So Mm. it might not necessarily – people might not necessarily pay to listen to um, podcasts but I think they'll be fine with ads and I think more and more brands are going to start spending there. Mm. You do bring up a good point though, is like how do you actually monetize this audience that you're building and how do you commercialize mm. this asset that you have that, you know, I mean, that's hard and I think yeah. everyone's trying to figure that out at the moment because it's such a new space and there's no kind of like set business model attached to a podcast show. Everyone's mm. trying to figure out where to take it and how to make money and is it this, is it that? So. Yeah, it's it's that's kind of a challenge. A, that's a question. How are you guys monetizing your audience? <laughs> um, uh, I'll take the fifth. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it. you guys would. From the Bikram documentary, oh, and he was I being interviewed. Watch that. It's so oh, yeah. good. Oh, the Fifth Amendment it. means you don't it. have to answer oh, the yeah, question. Yeah. I played the Fifth. I played the Fifth. Yeah, that, yeah. that was so nuanced, though. I mean, that's a very oh, no. specific <laughs> yeah. joke. I watched Bikram. Great doctor. I've wanted to talk about it a lot. Yeah, and so I wanted to throw it in. I found my in. I found my in. So the Bikram documentary. That is outrageous. And it's going to kill me because she's like, every night, the whole last week, she's like, I really want to watch it. I really want to watch it. I'm like, I'm just not in the mind. You know, the headspace is out right now. Now we have nothing Great. to contribute yeah. because we haven't watched it. No, it's it is, worth it watching. Good. It's good. Okay. I don't need to get into it with no. people who don't understand. Oh, no, no. <laughs> All right, man. No, Give us a little overview. He's crazy. He's the guy crazy. That, no, for, for one, I didn't know that Bikram 
the yoga was mm-hmm. a yeah. guy named Bikram mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah, he, he still I. lives mm-hmm. now. It's not some old, old yogi. Do- right. Documentary made by an uh, Aussie really? lady named Eva Orner. Eva, and she, you uh, were awesome. Yeah, it's such a good film. Yeah, you will love it. Watch it. Great. And, mm-hmm. Do that. Uh, I wasn't really in the headspace too, and I was like, "Whoa, this guy is fucking a freak. He's quirky." Yeah, as it fun. doesn't have too much of that. Like, it's not super because I never brought myself to watch say the Michael Jackson thing. I just can't. Oh, yeah. oh, it's not as dark as that. It's not super dark. Okay, so it's um, not dark. So we'll just watch well, it's it. Still got the, it's definitely got dark yes, elements. Yeah. Does it make but, you feel more normal? Uh, uh, I mean. Oh, yeah. Because he's a freak, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. By comparison. Uh, very very yeah. much so. Monetization, yes. leveraging audience. Yeah. yeah. No, but I still choose to take that. <laughs> no, no, I think no. like it's a. Um, I think um, we've done mate, quite a bit the, of. I thought you fucking took the fifth. Yeah, come on. You can't take it. You can't take it. She asked how you are. So I'm how are you monetizing your audience? I think there is a another look at what monetization means. And so you can reframe. So monetization, what's the first thing that comes to mind for a podcast? Ad sponsorship. So Mm -hmm. it's like literally reading out ads and getting money in exchange. And so that's one way. There is a heap of ways to work out how to make money through this Mm -hmm. thing. And that's what we've been exploring. It was like, you know, partnerships, Mm -hmm. advertising, you know, work that comes from our brand that we build within Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I think if you're comparing to the big podcasts that are making a shitload of money from reading out a script, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's 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 yeah. a, a losing game. I don't know if I took this from like a brand or something, but I heard it's like a influence without the influences. And I like that idea of like we never want to go into like the influencer no, territory. No. Yeah. No. However, we would love to have a community that believes in the stuff mm. that we're doing. Yep. And so in turn you have some form of influence mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you're very protective of that. And so I think that that's part of it, which mm. is like if how did with everything that you're doing with Lady Brains, it's connected to networking, it's yep. connected to, uh, you know, making those connections. And I guess that's what we get to do every day with the podcast is it, it's as much about us having a reason, an excuse to chat to, to you two mm. than it is to communicate to the audience as well. So I think that that's, it's the yeah. the very long game yeah. of uh, doing great work yeah. and hopefully that great work turns into cash maybe. Yeah. Diversifying your income too. It's like yes. it can, there is other ways totally within yeah. the business. More I mean, worse. look at you guys. Look at you guys. It's yeah. um, the <laughs> supper club. Yep. Mm-hmm. Events. Yeah. You could see that's like, a, uh, you know, the size of those and the scale of that. Mm-hmm. It could be a direct reflection of how big the brand mm-hmm. yeah. Ladyland becomes, you know. So yeah. it's yeah in every single I could imagine. It, yeah, Melbourne, Sydney, New, New York, all simultaneously, all happening like at the exact same time. Have you done that yet, or have they all been local, like hyper local? <sighs> They've been hyper local, mm-hmm. and I think the challenge with that is like we personally mm-hmm. are there driving everything and we can't mm-hmm. be you know in three places at once. And so we've run events in all three cities, but never sort of at the same time no. and we're, we're trying to think through how we connect like the startup hubs digitally mm-hmm. as well um and also yeah. we've spoken about doing kind of ladyland lives um on a bigger scale you know mm-hmm. we've we've done some with like 30 40 50 guests um but how do we kind of go on tour and you know do them in sydney yeah. melbourne perth adelaide um that's that's another you know opportunity well the, the, yeah i think the hardest thing, the great thing, but the hard thing is like there are so many ways that you can take mm-hmm. it. This, you know, the podcast is merely the platform and the brand platform and a marketing tool really. And 
you know, you off the back of that build a community, whether you're driving that or not, there is a community of listeners who are like-minded because they're listening to your podcast. And then it's like, well, what do you do with that? And um, I think Joe Horgan from Mecca just was so um, amazing in her advice to us. She's like, the art is not in generating the ideas. The art is in the editing down of ideas. Mm. And that's the process we've been going through for the last four months. It's like, mm. How do we edit down all of these ideas in a way that makes sense? To and then execute on the ones that really mean yeah, something? Yeah, or? exactly. Yep. To choose the one or two that you execute and go after. Can um, you execute <coughs> and edit at the same time? Mm. Is that what iteration is? Yeah. Or? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, you can. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Ladyland, the next episode, Who who's joining you, you know, next week? Uh, next Where- week we have Sasha Benz. Mm-hmm. So she is an Aussie Bondi girl who lives in uh, the Hamptons in New York. Two horrible places, Bondi, yeah. the Hamptons. Oh, oh, they're yeah. beautiful. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was an experience. So we went out to the Hamptons and interviewed her and that was Is that 97 uh, yeah. laughing or Harry? Sarcasm. Yeah. But she's got four, five businesses. Yeah. So she's like got two kids, five businesses. She's got She's building a tech business. She's got two retail stores. She um, has a blog. Has a blog, blog that she yeah makes yeah. money from. Yep. She's the creative director of the Surf Lodge, which is this kind of like crazy venue, venue out in, in ha- the Hamptons, where like all the kind of celebrities go and and they have um you know performances, music performances over summer. Amazing. So right. yeah, it's pretty. We saw cool. Lupe Fiasco when yep. we were there. Oh, it was yep. pretty good. Is this a, like a big venue? I was thinking like a lo- old school it's, lodge style. Well, it's, no, it's, yeah. it's an old school sort of lodge in look and feel, but because it's in the Hamptons, mm. you it's can imagine the, the clientele. Yeah. So it's like a hot pot of celebrities yeah. and they have, you know, the best acts. Yeah. Like Beyonce was there when we were there. Yeah, no well, big deal. Just uh, mm. drop that one you in know. Yeah. Um, We actually were recording the interview with Sasha and she had to go because she was getting a call from Beyonce's people saying, yeah. Beyonce is like coming to your store. <laughs> so she's like, Could wrap this up, mate. What, what did that do to your headspace? Because like oh, even hmm. us being in LA, like you have this sort of idea and you get into the rah-rah and all that sort of thing. And then People you come are living back. big, yeah. really big. So what they does that are. do? What does that do psychologically? Like does it does it stretch your minds? Does it? Yeah, I think it does stretch your mind. I think, you know, you you kind of you get used to working um, in your own town, mm-hmm. city, um, and then you kind of go overseas and you're like, wow, like. There's just people are living large. I think I think I think of it more in terms of like opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people over there that are that are also building incredible businesses that we want to talk to. Um, and yeah, like getting a call, you know, from Beyonce's people. It's just like, what? yeah, that was a bit of a what the fuck moment. Not yeah. gonna lie, <laughs> like being interrupted because Beyonce's in town. Yeah. That was a moment where I was like. How what are we doing? Did we get here? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, how do we get here? How did we get and where here? Where is Beyonce going? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. well, we did. We, we jumped yeah. on our bikes and we were cycling around the Hamptons for a little while. We didn't find her. Didn't but, see. Huh? Um, she came in on the chopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a kind of a pinch me. Like, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. But but at the same time, it's like everyone's the same. Everyone's like, normal. Like you know, she's an Aussie. She's an Aussie over there and, you know, she's, she's, I'm built, you know, some successful businesses and, you know, Beyonce wants to get in touch and it's kind of like any, it's anyone's game. Anyone Anyone can can do do that, you know? So yeah, there's a part that's like, you know, it's, it's it's aspirational and it's unattainable, but then at the same time you're like, holy crap, that could actually Mm. be anyone. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the, that's the learning for me going overseas is seeing the possibility Mm. and re re reevaluating what, 
possibilities look like for us mm. yeah. and what, and what mm. we're doing. So it's a good perspective Similar shifter. Do you think it that it has made you realise you're thinking too small? Like is that yeah. what you came at? Yeah. It's what happens a lot of the time. It's yeah. like, and so I I think about, well, it's also the 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 size of this country mm. and the amount of people here is so small in comparison. Yeah. So a small p- piece of the pie over there is bigger than the whole pie here. Yeah, And so absolutely. that's where it's like, yeah, maybe you do start looking internationally. It is, the, yeah. So, but then it's it's the the hard bit is how do you bottle that mm. and f- and you bring know, it back? Yeah, how do you bottle that and and because well, it's call to the on that dollar, feeling. like, but also like, and to your point before, it's like you have to work for every dollar, yeah. and so the idea of having these big dreams, you actually need to think small. You need to make mm. like. A dollar before you make ten, yep. and you know ten mm. before a hundred, and a hundred before a thousand, and so mm. it's very easy to see these big things and try and create a roadmap to that. Mm. Whereas, like, it is the painful truth of you just have to like start small and keep going even yeah. to get to the big thing. Yeah, totally. My yeah. mum has built a business for the last twenty five years, and that was her one piece of advice. She's like. Mm. Um, start small, but always think big. Because mm. if you get, if you're thinking big, you can get caught up in that, and you're like, "How the fuck am I going to get yeah, there?" And then you don't do the small things. Uh-huh. Whereas if you focus on the small things, one foot in front of the other, yeah. it's kind of like the balance between it the is. two. And I think we're what we're really good at is um, goal setting. So you know, the goal setting is the day today or the, you know, the small steps that we're just talking about, like, okay, what do we actually need to achieve? But all those small steps, as I said before, are getting you to that end game. Mm-hmm. And that's the big vision. And we have big visions, you know, we've got, you know, we, we want to build a global business, but you can't go there straight away. You have to take all the smaller steps. And we do that by just having really, you know, strict, strong, strict, um, clear goals. Yeah. We work in three month blocks. So yeah. we work in three month yeah. blocks and then we do two week sprint cycles. Yeah. Where are you at in the three months at the moment? We're starting just December, started. January, February. Yeah, so yeah. we've just started an entirely new um, three month block and yeah, we're into yeah. the one week, first week of the two week sprint cycle. So right at we're the beginning. pretty clear. Like, you know, I think you have to, you have to have some kind of accountability. You have to be setting goals because otherwise you're kind of shooting from the hip and yeah. you're not getting anything done. And it's been good because with that three month plan, it's like, for me anyway, you know, it stops me from going off in a million mm. other directions, which is my natural state. Rain it in. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, Anna, we've got three big things we want to do. Is like, it on the goal setting plan. Mm. Like, mm. fuck, all right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome what you're building, especially like Ladyland the other day I was listening to it on the way to work and then came back and before the guys were talking, I had to write down all the notes of the things oh, I was goodness. learning because it was, I think you've done a great job mm. of packaging it up but also mm. uh I think the ending where you talk about these are the takeaways mm, yeah. I think is like really powerful because yeah. sometimes we, we don't synthesise. Like we mm. do a shit job of yeah. being able to do that. And so I think that's really powerful too. Uh, I think we throw the, throw it over to Harry to oh, get his Jesus. takeaway from the episode. Yeah, what's the takeaways, oh. Harry? I don't know. He's been asleep. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> Kidding. Um, I don't know. What, what have you found There's inspiring about Anna and Kate, do you think? I think the goal setting. And how if you have your goals, you're more likely to achieve them rather than not putting them down, like mm. listing them. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the last thing they yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good memories. I was bad. thinking that. Short term memory. No, no, no. Like, like that was that was what I was thinking about. Right? Work experience is all about pushing pushing yourself. One other. Yeah, come on. No, but like, I'm happy if you take that away. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go write down some goals. What about you? 97. You're not. No, probably probably the whole building a global community and mm-hmm. connecting all these central hubs. Yeah, I think I felt like that really resonates with what we're doing, and we're super inspired by that. So mm-hmm. I was really yeah stoked with that. That was awesome. All right, there we go. That's Amazing. the daily talk show. Uh, yeah, definitely check out Ladyland, uh, Apple Podcasts. Caitlin, your phone's buzzing too. I think it's Beyonce. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't tell. Her. Yeah, was I was phone, expecting was a phone, phone call from actually her. Actually, ringing or was that all banter? Okay, so how do you know whose bank's whose? Yeah, I was going. Well, Caitlin put hers there, and she said it had the mints, so so I hide it off. Yeah. Oh, he's been going rummaging through the bags. Hey, we were all a bit distracted over here. His breath is fresh, though. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a da- the Daily Talk Show. If you've uh, enjoyed the show, feel free to share it on Instagram. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Woo.